0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Denver, Colorado, it's time for Franchise Bible Coach Radio. Now, here are your hosts.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Franchise Bible Coach Radio with Rick and Rob. I'm your host, Rob Ganley, and I'm sitting in for Rick Grossman, the author of the Franchise Bible. And I wanted to go ahead and introduce our guests in just a minute. Uh, Before I do, I want to thank entrepreneur.com and franchisebiblecoach.com for helping us and supporting us, uh, especially over the last few months as we work through these unusual times. Uh, And so thank you to them. And so without further ado, I wanted to go ahead and introduce our special guest today, Aaron Marshall. He's the CEO and founder of Key Renter Property Management. How are you doing, Aaron?
0: I'm doing terrific. Thanks for asking.
1: That's great to hear. It's great to hear. So, Aaron, I love to start the shows off with this question, and that is, tell us a little bit about the brand, how you got started,
0: and, you know, who you're serving. Excellent. Yeah, so it goes back, to really, uh, back co- my college days, back in 2001. I never thought and never anticipated I was, I'd be uh, the voice and the face of, of uh, a franchise brand let alone start one. Um, and so I started getting into real estate. I did my first fix and flip back in 2001, graduated. And, um, uh, at that point graduated August of 2001, September 11th happened, nobody was hiring. And so I was, I told my wife, honey, I'm, I'm a real estate agent. She's like, no, you're not. And, uh, and so it took a few, uh, it took a couple of years to commence her with that. Uh, but first I got into real estate and that kind of got me into property management. Um, Key Renter uh, Franchise or Key Renter Property Management is a, fr- as a franchise brand that we uh, manage si- mainly single family homes, condos, townhomes, smaller multi units uh, for investors or property owners that don't want to be managing it themselves. Um, and so I got into this buying with two, two of my own properties back in 2007, 2000, yeah, 2007, uh, when I had two of my own rentals. Didn't know what to do. And so KeyWrencher started December 2007. Uh, we then started uh, franchising May of 20, 2014. And our first franchise is, uh, launched uh, uh, May of 2015. Wow. That's amazing.
1: So tell, us, tell me a little bit about the marketplace. I mean, are, you know, the, the folks that you serve, is it a particular Uh, type of customer or specialization like commercial versus do you do commercial or just residential or how does that work
0: we do very little commercial if it's commercial it's more on the smaller end Um, our niche I would say least in the west coast meaning kind of Mississippi west is going to be mainly single family homes and condos townhomes uh, east of the Mississippi That's where you get a lot of multi-units. You get the old mansions that turn into a six-plex or three-plex or nine-unit, whatever that is. Um, And so east of the Mississippi, we do a lot of multi-units. It really is depending upon each franchise owner. Uh, For us, our corporate stores, we love, and and I would say probably 90, 93% of our uh, homes are going to be single-family homes that we manage. Uh, Some of those are going to be condos. There are a few of them condos, townhomes. Most of them are single-family homes. Just the homes that you and I live in. Um, we, we don't, I mean, I, I'd love to say we specialize in a million-dollar home, um, but those, those can be tough to, to get and tough to rent out. Uh, but we, we manage, I mean, whatever the average price range is in your area, we love managing that price, that price range of areas and, and higher. Uh, it's tough for us. Uh, to manage the lower income side. Um, and because of that, um, over the last three, four months, has been really, I, I don't wanna say easy, but it's been, compared to other franchise brands out there, uh, it's been easy for us. Because people, everybody needs a roof over their head. None of our franchises have closed. Um, none of them have uh, lost business because of COVID uh it's been harder to build the business with covid but nobody's lost business because of that Um, and so that's really our our segment is that sometimes the accidental landlord and i say the accidental landlord as the market shifts and changes which it's going to be doing uh, in the real estate market over the next 6 to 12 18 months it's going to be interesting to see what happens For us, overall, system-wide, the month of March, we didn't see any loss in in revenue. None of our franchises, very few delinquencies. Overall, we have less than a 1% uh, delinquency rate per month, anyways. Um, In the month of April, we saw 5%. The month of May, we saw about a 9%. The month of June, it was 11%. Uh, We don't have the numbers out for July, but I think it'll start going down. Uh, I think we'll get down to 7 8%. Uh, so it's gone down for us overall. It's because of that segment of the market where we are focusing our, our efforts into the single-family homes and not the multi-units and not the large apartment buildings. Right. Those areas, you've had people wanting to do a rent strike and other things, both on the West Coast and the East Coast. Uh, we really haven't been involved uh, with, with any of that, and it, it hasn't really affected us over the last uh, few months.
1: Well, that's good to hear. That is good to hear. And, and do, you, do you have a prediction for the listeners in terms of how the real estate market might move given kind of what we're in now with this uncertainty? and?
0: Um, it's, it's going to be interesting it, right now. And I think the, some of the listeners could, could echo um, the ones that have had to furlough people um, and try to bring people back. Uh, if they make less than about 20, $22 an hour, it's tough to bring them on board because they're making more staying at home than they would be working with you. Um, and so as a result of that, it's harder to bring some of those people back. Um, and I know in like Denver in Seattle, in uh, Seattle areas, in uh, Portland, Oregon area, um, some of the California areas, rents are starting to decrease. Um, and it's been decreasing. I would say about five percent over the last three months. Um, and so, something renting out thirty-four hundred, thirty-five hundred, uh, we're we're looking to get three grand out of that, maybe uh, 3050 dollars, right in there. That's right. about where the market's been going over the last three months. Uh, I think that's going to continue to have some consolidation. Um, some of the millennials, some of the younger generation, are moving in with other people, moving in with with parents, moving in with uh, family members. Um, and I think we're going to see some of that. Um, whereas on the housing side, I've seen the opposite side, uh, both here in in Utah and some other markets across the country. I don't, that's been up uh, an uptick and increasing more. I don't know how long that will be. I think we'll see an influx of, of people moving out of the metro areas, the larger metro areas, Seattle, LA, Denver, uh, New York, the, the bigger areas and moving into more of the rural areas. And right. I think those areas are going to have a more of a a, buyer, a longer buyer season over the next couple of years. Okay, good. Well, that's- so for my prediction, I would, I would say that. That sounds Rentals, good. Rentals, I think we'll go down maybe 10, maybe even 15%. Uh, but I think it's going to level off. Here in Salt Lake City, where I, where I am, we haven't yeah. seen much of a change. And I think it depends upon your state, depending upon if they've, they've opened up at least the, to a couple different stages. For Utah, we have four different stages. We're on stage three okay. um, to see where it affects housing. Uh, there's still the buyers out there. I know people are still buying. I know people are still selling. I have a house for sale in Colorado that I'm selling right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a rental property that I've had for seven years. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think it just depends upon your market and how much of your market is, is open.
1: Gotcha. Very interesting. So it's a moving target, but that sounds.
0: It definitely not... is a moving target.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and so, you know, being a leader in an organization in a franchise like you, that you're in, tell me a little bit about the last few months, how that's been going. Uh, and I know you, you're, 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 uh, you just have a lot going on. So, but ultimately as a leader, as a CEO, how have you navigated through this COVID effect, if you will?
0: So that's been interesting. We've had to be in the forefront. Uh, I'm gonna approach this two different ways on the franchise side, as well as more kind of a business leader side for for my employees and for the business itself. But on the franchise side, we've had to stay up to date and we were having conference calls after conference calls with our franchisees on, trying to get them to stay in the forefront of what's going on, what do you need to do, look, there's eviction moratoriums coming out state by state and nationwide and so on and so forth, and just making sure that they know of that, Uh, because we can't evict anybody or we couldn't evict anybody for non-payment during those few months. If something was already in the process, we still could, depending upon the state. Um, but we needed to keep them in the forefront uh, of what's going on, and I think that's our job as the franchisor, and I think franchisees are, are looking to us uh, as the franchisor for, for leadership and guidance. We're not an end-all, be-all. We don't know all the answers, but they're looking for us for guidance. Um, I'm, I'm not in the restaurant uh, business, but I Almost got in, I almost bought a restaurant franchise uh, over the last couple of weeks. And some people laugh at me knowing my health uh, conditions and, and health issues. Um, but uh, I, I look at that. And, and if you are in that space, because um, I've eaten, a lot, eaten out a lot, even though I'm on a strict diet and so forth with my health condition. Yeah. Right. But your franchisees need to know, uh, do they need a, a, like a, a face guard? Um, at the telling at a teller machine or at the cash register, uh, if you're if you're doing drive-up, um, and 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 I mean we've we've shared on our end like all of our offices our our corporate office is still closed, um, and so it's only by appointment only here. So I'm using the restaurant industry a little bit more because I think that has a little bit more. Um, uh, play in, in it. But if you're in the restaurant business, like your, your customers or whatever business you're in, your customers need to know how to contact you and how to communicate with you. Right. Uh, if, if I'm at a restaurant and I'm mobile ordering, I pull up to the uh, side of the restaurant and I try to open it and the doors are locked. Well, tell me, I ordered my food. How, how, how do I get my food? Um, You you go to Chick-fil-A, you know exactly what to get with Chick-fil-A, with McDonald's. They've done a fantastic job with that. Your your franchisees expect that from you, as well as if you're a franchisee, your customers expect that from you, no matter what industry you're in. If it's property management, if it's restaurant, they need to know how to communicate with you. If they're in front of your building, can they come in? Are you locked up? Put a sign up in front. Um, We've got to communicate that stuff to our franchisees, as well as to our uh, customers, whoever our customers are. That's right. So,
1: yeah. we, I was just going to echo that because we, we, every franchise we speak with, you know, communication was at the top of the list, right? Both internal, oh, yes, the network and then communicating things like safety, right? Like, here's how we're approaching this. Here's the details. You're safe. It's good. We're doing it everything the way we're supposed to do it. For, you know, for your safety and, and to let people know what to do, how to engage. Because ultimately, you're still providing value, right? And your, your audience didn't go anywhere. They're just, in some cases, well, they were at home. Some people are not anymore. But, I mean, it was just about keeping the communication going. But with that That's being thing, said. Communication,
0: you got, and you also said adding value. We have to continue to add value to our customers. If not, they're going to go elsewhere. And in, in lots of our businesses, we've had to make a shift. Um, A a good friend of mine owns uh, a a tutoring business, and he's had to make that shift and and turn it to online tutoring instead of in-person tutoring, where he's tutoring five to ten people at a time. Um, And so you've got to make that shift with this. I mean, this may end in a couple months. It may end next summer. We don't know. Uh, I don't think it's going to end anytime soon, uh, meaning the next couple months. I think we've got another seven, eight, 12 months left of this.
1: Yeah, I agree. Obviously, there needs to be some clarity and, and finality to maybe it's a it's a it's a cure or something that's available to folks to let them know that this will be under control going forward. But it will be sort of up and down. Into, oh yeah. Um, so that that's amazing. So you know, just in terms of your franchisees, I, I've heard a lot of folks talk about some innovations and some the way you've adapted to the differences. Anything come out of the out of the, out of this process where you said, you know what, we didn't do this before, but we're going to probably keep doing this. You know, we, we decided to change it because of the COVID effect, but it's actually something we might continue on with in our business. Anything like that happen for you guys?
0: So for us working from home, um, I mean, our franchisees do that a lot, especially when they're young, we require them at least have a virtual office. Uh, if it's a shared or a shared office space, if it's with an insurance company, if it's a real estate company, whatever, we, we require that. Um, But that uh, using Zoom um, and just doing more Zoom calls with our clients face to uh, face—they can be all across, halfway across the world, uh, or all across the world—and it doesn't matter. Um, I think uh, the world has has approached things of there's a different, easier way of doing it. Um, It's going to be interesting with conferences. With our our franchise conference, we barely were able to get it uh, uh, wrapped up before all of this came about. Our conference was the end of February, um, and so that was about a week and a half, two weeks before all of this uh, happened. Um, But it's going to be interesting. A lot of people uh, rely on uh, those conferences, trade shows, those things for leads or, or to survive one way or another. If it's selling franchises, whatever it is. Um, are those going to continue on down the road? I, I, I don't know. For us, we try to do a lot more Zoom calls for training, uh, speaking with our, uh, our uh, clients. Um, we're, doing, we're also doing, like when we were doing at the, the height of this, when everybody was kind of scattering and going, hey, what are we doing? We weren't just having Zoom calls with our franchisees. We were having Zoom calls with our owners as well and opening that up system-wide to do a Q and a, I mean, we couldn't get in state by state Pacific, uh, but overall giving them a sense of surety and understanding, look, you, you, you're in good hands with key renter. Uh, this is what's going on as a whole with key renter property management. Um, and, and other offices could chime in as well. And I think we had around th- 250, 300 owners on that call. Uh, we have about 5,000, uh, total right now. Um, but it was amazing how many got on and to, wanted to know what we were doing. And I think just helping educating the franchisees as well as educating your customers and helping them, you put them at ease, yeah. uh, whatever your, your business is. Yeah. Uh, but you've got to have your customers and put your customers at ease. That's right. That's right. And, and continue adding value there.
1: I know. And, and you know, I and, and, for for Rick and I, we, we see a lot and talk to a lot of franchisors like yourself and, you know, what we've advised on and, because we we have a consulting practice and, and things like that, but we, uh, you know, it's about the momentum, right? It's about the, you know, keep it going, keep communicating with your franchisees, your communities, your customers, your prospects, because when this stuff starts to kind of rebound or come back, you want to still be there, right? And if yep. you're going to go radio silent, then, you know, what's going to happen, right? You're not going to be in a better
0: position. you got to still be relevant. Make yourself relevant.
1: Yeah, that's right. And we've seen a lot of innovation. That's why I brought that up. And, and so let me ask you this, in terms of franchise development, um, I know you guys have been growing the last few years and uh, how do you see that working for you guys going forward? Just, just navigating, let say, the next 12 months, how, how are you dealing with new franchise uh, development?
0: So with us on that, I love bringing new franchisees here to the office. I want to shake their hand. I'm old school that way. I want to meet them. I want to see how they, just how they, how they act in between the conversations, um, how they interact with other people. It's tough to get that with Zoom. Um, so that's, that's been my biggest thing that I, I miss from it. Um, we've had about three, four different discovery days, I think four over the last uh, couple months. Uh, we brought on uh, uh, a few uh, franchisees over the last uh, month uh, as well. Um, I wish I would have been able to meet them in person, uh, but we're doing those discovery days via Zoom. They're, they are, I want to say they're They're from 9 a.m. They start 9 a.m. on a Friday, and we go till 2 a.m., or 2 in the afternoon. 2 in the afternoon.
1: Um,
0: So however long that is, what, five hours, six hours. Um, And we take about a 45-minute break in between there, so the people, half-hour, 45-minute break so they can have lunch and uh, do whatever. Um, And so we're still doing the Discovery Days like that um, and trying to Still uh, have them the best we can. Uh, All of our staff are are on the calls. They're able to meet everybody that way. Uh, With training, we're doing our training on Zoom as well. Not my ideal. I want them here for a few days. Uh, But at the end of the day, we've got to continue on with business. Um, And these people, I mean, they can still go out and start a property management business today. Um, It's a little different um, as far as interacting because this is a relationship business, I, I tell everybody. Yeah, um, And so you've got to do relationships a little bit different and you've got to pay for some of those relationships at the beginning, the pay-per-click and pay-per-lead sources, yeah. um, but see what she, they can do to get a part of the B&I groups get, that are doing the Zoom calls and, and getting in front of people via Zoom as much as they can or some type of uh, video conferencing uh, well, to create those relationships.
1: Absolutely. I mean, just keep moving forward. Yeah, amazing. I, you know, so a lot of also what we've been hearing and maybe it's that positive op- opportunistic mindset that we all have as entrepreneurs, right? Uh, but, you know, I really believe the franchise industry will be a benefactor of some of these adversity, uh, adverse times we're going through. I think there's a lot of folks uh, that, are, that are reassessing, right? They're, they're going through change because they were forced to, uh, but now they're looking towards another, another place, right? Maybe franchising. So we're, we're all hoping for an uptick. I didn't know what your thoughts were on that. What are your, what are your thoughts just in the industry and, and for, <clears throat> for franchise opportunity seekers? What are your thoughts on the timing as of now?
0: I, I, th- I think there will be an uptick uh, for me and some of my friends that, also have franchi- that are franchisors. It's interesting to see. Uh, I've heard from people the caliber of uh, potential franchisees are awesome right now. Um, so for franchisors out there, like, this is your time to shine, to bring on some good franchisees. Um, and, and I think part of the reason there is the, franchi- the potential franchisees out there, they're funneling their interests. They've changed um, their interests a little bit. Uh, the ones that aren't open right now, the franchisors that aren't open and having a harder time right now, uh, it's, it's tough to sell franchises uh, to, in those brands. I have a friend in one uh, that's in an eyelash brand, uh, uh, cosmetic eyelashes. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still selling um, those, uh, selling three packs in uh, er- te- different territories. But it definitely is harder for them uh, to sell. So I feel like some of those potential franchisees are coming in over to MySpace or other spaces that uh, we weren't forced to shut down. And uh, so those particular industries are are able to shine, and this is our time to bring on more good quality franchisees during mm-hmm. this time uh, when there's, I guess, fewer pickings out there. I mean, when when it opens up, or six months ago, I mean, those potential franchisees they had a slew of of options, and that's now great. that's kind of uh, narrowed down for them and their their mindset obviously our mindset, especially if, if my, my franchise brand closed, like I still want them to look at me, yeah. but to them, it's like, okay, what's recession proof for recession resistant as much as possible. Okay. Um, and it seems like those particular industries are really seeing a lot of um, a, a lot of interest and a lot of uptick there.
1: Makes sense. Yeah, totally makes sense. And, and that's a good point you brought up that I hadn't, heard articulated that way well, you're right the, the talent pool is definitely much improved right
0: yeah and and I, I think your tire kickers right now we're not seeing as many of those like what we saw six months ago right uh i don't know if they're just if they're working or if they're home watching tv now because they're doing they're collecting unemployment um and they're fine with that but there just doesn't seem to be a lot of tire kickers out there yeah. I mean, there there still are, but not like it was six months ago.
1: Not like it was, right, with a thriving economy and job market. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's great to hear, you know, franchise. So there are really two things. It's like being in business, you know, uh, with with a network, right, not by yourself, but, you know, for yourself, but not by yourself is huge. And then, you know, folks just needing an opportunity to have more control, more, you know, with their destiny, right, instead of being hitched to a, a larger corporation where you just don't know. So, yeah, hopefully, uh, for all of us, right, that'll, that'll, yep. you know, Uh so that's, that's great, so, you know, as we, as we wrap up the show here today, I do appreciate your, your feedback, and, and everything you're saying, um, I'd like to ask you a final question, and you can kind of take this from any angle that you'd like, um, you know, personal, professional, but tell us a little bit about, you know, any, any, you know, tips or gold nuggets that you have for the audience uh, to leave with them, and I know that you've overcome a lot of adversity, so you feel free to share what you'd like, but, you're an, you're an amazing leader, so I just wanted to share that with the audience. But go ahead, and if you have some tips, so,
0: or, or so a that. couple things. I mean, as as um, um, I don't know, CEOs or as uh, people in the industry, we it it we, we love what we do. I love what I do, um, and I I spend a lot of time here at the office that uh, my family and my wife uh, wishes I would spend at home but I also try to spend a lot of time with, with, uh, with them at home. I mean, I just came back from a, uh, I don't know, five day weekend with uh, the holiday last weekend and, and so forth. And that's kind of one of the luxuries that, that I, I get. Um, but on the same hand, I was here till 10 o'clock last night. Um, it was one of my late nights. I, I put in a couple, two late nights a week. Um, so for me, i focus on what really matters. And, and that, that's both at home when you're at home, be at home. Focus on the wife. Focus on the kids. Don't, I mean, if you have to put your cell phone in a drawer uh, and leave your laptop at home, or I, I, when I'm at home, I try not to do any work. Yeah. Uh, when I'm on vacation, um, it's a little harder, especially over the last, like the five days. I'll put in two, three hours of work in the morning, yeah. uh, but the afternoons, and I try to do it early in the morning, yeah. but focus on what really counts there. And then bringing that, to the office to me i i mentioned to you and people i've had some health issues over the last uh, six seven months um with being diagnosed with uh um i'll I'll just say being diagnosed with uh, two types of cancer Mm um stage four colon cancer which doesn't have a high prognosis and so i've had to have that with all of my staff going okay am i like, am I going to have a job here next week or next month? Yeah. Um, what's, what's happening with the business? And with that, focusing really what matters, and it's the employees. It's them that, that I need to spend my time and effort with. And so over the last six months or five months, it's really been how can I meet with each of them every single week to help them reach their goals as well as my goals? Yeah. Um, and at least spending an hour with them every week. Um, I let them know what my outcome wants, what, what do I want my outcome to be? Right. I want their help to come up with the way to get that outcome. I, I don't care how we get there, yeah. um, let's, let's do it together, but this is the outcome we need to have um, and figure it out. Well, I'm here to help, uh, but really investing in your staff uh, as well and, and giving them the time, at least the leadership, a part, of, a part of your staff, giving them the time that they need from each of, uh, of the senior leaders um, to know the direction, uh, to know that you care, um, to know that uh, so that they know where, what kind of outcome you're wanting, not just um, with stock or not with just revenue, but the other outcomes mm-hmm. that, that really matter within the business, focusing on what really counts and putting your time into that at home and at the office. That's
1: well put. And, and you know, I, I can only really tell listeners that I'm, I'm truly inspired. Like we, we had a conversation before this and uh, truly amazed with what you're accomplishing right now, every day. And, um, and both being hit from a personal angle and a professional angle and a social angle, <laughs> whatever you want to call all that, but, you know, amazing. And, you know, obviously we're all pulling for you, we're pulling for your brand. And, and you're exactly right. I mean, you know, the, the, the people around you, right your family your employees your franchisees your customers that's what it is right making an impact in their worlds mm-hmm. and, uh, and helping them live a better life and that's, that's amazing so I appreciate you sharing that with everybody so that's going to do it for our show today uh, did you have anything else that you wanted to share Aaron before we wrap the show up
0: uh, I don't think so I, I appreciate uh, taking the time to to talk with you being on the show thank you Uh, and if anybody wants to reach out to me, you can, uh, just via LinkedIn or Facebook, any of those, uh, love, love to talk, uh, franchising with franchising and real estate. That's my two love. That's my family.
1: (laughs) Two cool places to be. So with that being said, is there a website that the listeners could check out the opportunity or maybe the services? Is there a good website for, for them to check out?
0: Yeah, keyrenter.com slash franchise, or okay. you can just go to keyrenter.com up the top right-hand corner, just click on franchise. Uh, people can get a hold of me that way as well. Uh, but uh, we have uh, webinars that via Zoom that uh, we do once a month, as well as uh, weekly calls, uh, validation and other calls that we do that uh, we try to get people on.
1: Beautiful. Awesome. I appreciate that. Well, folks, that's going to do it for today's show. I appreciate uh, you listening. Again, I want to thank entrepreneur.com and franchisebiblecoach.com. You can check those sites out uh, for supporting us. And uh, once again, as we like to say, Franchise Bible Coach, uh, fight the good fight and uh, keep on going. We appreciate your time. Bye for now.